Hebrews 13, verse number 8. Simple. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. We're going to break this down and dig into this scripture. We're going to teach today on consistency. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for your sweet spirit. I thank you, Lord, for what I feel even right now. God, this is your church. These are your people. These are your sheep, Lord, and I am your vessel. And I pray, Lord, that you may speak to me. Help me, Lord, to speak every word that is intended. I pray that my flesh will not get in the way. In Jesus' name that we pray, everybody say amen. amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Now, I once considered myself an athlete. I once considered myself athletic. Now I'm just a dreamer. <laughs> I'm just a dreamer now. I'm dreaming about the things I used to be able to do. Uh, but as an athlete, someone that could do multiple sports, there wasn't just about any sport I can pick up I can get it quickly. There's in my neighborhood, there's some neighbors uh, that have invited my wife and I to play something. Uh, it looks like tennis, but it's not tennis. Pickleball. Look at that. Y'all know what it, I'm talking about. Pickleball. Apparently, this is a very popular thing. Pickleball, you know, and they're showing me, oh, it's easy. I'm like, okay, look like a small little tennis court. I, I can get this. It's, it's a slightly different throw. It took me a little while to, to pick up on it, but it, 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 it didn't take me long because, I, you know, there's certain sports that I can pick up on very quickly. I'm, I am ambidextrous. Many people don't know that, but I can do things with my left and my right hand. I can swing a bat with my right hand and my left. I can throw a ball right, left hand. I can, do, I can shoot a basketball with my right hand, left hand. I'm, I'm ambidextrous. Now, I'm naturally left-handed. I write with my left hand. I eat with my left hand, all those things. And, but I, I can do things with, with both hands. And so it makes it a little easier. If you ever watch me on a tennis court, you would think I'm crazy because the ball goes this way. I'm going to hit it with my right hand. But if it goes over here, I just put the racket in my left hand. I just hit it. <laughs> I don't use the backhand stroke. I just switch the racket over to the other hand. Uh, and, and so I'm naturally gifted at certain things. But, you know, there's one game that has really caused me a lot of trouble, and that is the game of golf. Now, that game there is, is, is a game of great skill and concentration, and you have to be able to really work hard to become a good golfer. I don't like that. I just want it to become easy. I want to be able to pick up the instrument and do it. You know, just give me 30 minutes, an hour, I got this. I got it, and I want to compete with the best of them. But the game of golf is a very frustrating game. And so here I am swinging at this little ball like I'm playing baseball. I'm and the balls are <laughs> and then when I do get a hold of it, it's going to the right, to the left. I said, man, I'm about to break all these clubs in this bag. I, I'm, I'm getting frustrated at this game. Uh, and so what I have found is, is that golf is a game of consistency. 
You must be consistent at what you do, and you must put in the work. You must put in the time. Jack Nicholas, who by many people is probably one of the greatest golfers of all time, just depending on who you talk to and maybe what age bracket you talk to. Uh, but Jack Nicholas once said in a book that I read, he said 80% of a successful golf swing is proper grip and how you stand over the ball. So he's saying that... 80% of the work is already done based on how you hold the club and the positioning of where you stand. That has a lot to do with you and I as far as children of God. Our consistency is important when it comes to the things of God. Now, we must understand that the scripture says that Jesus is the same. And then it started with your past. Now, that's interesting here because oftentimes if we look in our past, we sometimes doubt and wonder and question why did we have to go through certain things that we've been through. But then it says Jesus Christ the same today. And so, therefore, if we can look at where we are, it will help us better understand how Jesus was with us the same in our past. It wasn't that Jesus changed. It is something that we did that caused the situation to change. And so uh, I, I think about the importance of this word consistency because when it comes to consistency, we see the importance of that both in our natural life and in our spiritual life. We can see how people, uh, even on our jobs, and uh, when I worked in the corporate world, I can see how some people didn't have the skill as others, but they would get promoted faster all because they were consistent. Someone that you can count on, someone that you knew that was going to be there, someone that was on time, they were not late. It always amazed me to work with certain people that had certain abilities, and they were highly skilled but they were always late. They assumed that because of their skill, it excused their tardiness. But the frustrating part was, was that I don't care how much your skill, I need somebody that I can count on to be here. It is no different when it comes to the things of God. The things and ways of God, Jesus wants to know, can he count on you? Can he count on you to be here when you're supposed to be here? And I'm not just talking about the house of God. I'm talking about that time that you spend with him in prayer. Can he count on you to be there when you said you're going to be there? Because there can be a great anointing upon someone. There can be great giftings on certain people. But if they're not consistent in their walk and their relationship with Jesus Christ, they're going to haunt their or staunch their own growth in God. But someone that may not be as gifted or talented in man's eyes, yet they are consistent with the Lord, God will elevate them to higher levels. Simply because he can count on them. That's it. And so... The scripture says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, he's the same today, and he will continue to be the same forever. When it comes to the things in our home, a mother once asked me, what can I do in my home to make sure that my children follow after Jesus? I said, all you have to do is one simple thing. 
be consistent. I want you to know that the consistency in your home is much more important than the consistency to the church. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I better stay right here. Hold on. I'm going to stay right here. The consistency in your home is even more important than your consistency at church. Because I've seen more homes damaged because the parents are two different people. They're one way at church and then heathens at home. I've seen children get confused because they don't know who are you. You was just, oh, just all in the spirit at church. And you get home, it's totally different atmosphere. It's a totally different language. It's a totally different person. You're not consistent in the home. And so it's important to be consistent at home. I'm telling you, if you can pray here, you can pray at home. If you can clap your hands here, you can clap your hands at home. If you can lift your hands here, you can lift your hands at home. There should be no difference. Matter of fact, I seen my parents worship more at home than they did at church. I'm just telling you, I seen them with my own eyes pray. So I want to challenge someone here today, whether you're single by yourself, whether you have children at home, somebody should see you worshiping at home because your lifestyle should be consistent. No matter where you are, if Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and if we want to emulate Jesus Christ, then our lifestyle should be the same yesterday, today, and forever. Because a younger generation will only duplicate what they see. Uh-huh. They're going to pick up more on what they see than ever, even what they hear. Because they can hear me say, I love you, but it's one thing for them to see that I love them. All right? So, so it's important for us to maintain that consistency everywhere that we go. And my biggest concern as a pastor, as an overseer of Star City Church, is not your ability. It's not people's skill. It's not even your intellect. Although some of you challenge me on that one sometimes. It's not even your intellect. What it is, it is your commitment. That is what concerns a pastor. That is what concerns me. It is people's level of commitment. Because you can lack skill, but if you got great commitment, God can use that. You can lack ability, but if you got great commitment, God can use that. You can lack some intelligence, but if you got great commitment, God can use that. And so it's, 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 it's the commitment. And in order for you to have great commitment, you must have, must have consistency. 
That is the beautiful thing about Jesus Christ. We must understand the scripture says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So now let's, let's, let's break this down. If Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, let's use a little bit of scripture here. The Bible lets us know, if you understand this story, the Bible lets us know that Jesus was able to heal all, deliver all, set free all. He was able to do all things. He had compassion upon people. There was nothing that he could not do. But remember when Jesus went into his own city, he went around his own family, he could not bring healing. The Bible says he only healed a few folks. Brought some of them outside of the city, he only healed a few folks. Now, if he's the same, what changed? It was the perception of the people of who he was. And see, we must be consistent in our perception. That's good to write that down. We must be consistent in our perception of things. The way I see things are important is because it's the way I'm going to see Jesus Christ. See, too many of us are magnifying the thing instead of magnifying the God. We should be magnifying the God that we serve instead of magnifying the very thing that has us bound. Because if we magnify Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter what is before me. I know that Jesus is greater than anything that is set before me. Why? Because the Bible says that if God be for me, who can be against me? But we must consistently think that way. I thank the Lord for the consistency of the people of this church. I thank the Lord for all of our, 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 our helpers and those that help out here that show up consistently here. I, I tell you, I, I don't even have to be around, and I know the people are going to be here to help greet people at the door, to help meet people, to the ushers and all the different teams. They're going to be here, and I thank the Lord for that. We can never be, and I want to speak this into this church, we cannot have preacher religion. If we had consistency, a mindset to be consistent to the house of God, we wouldn't have preacher religion. You want to know what preacher religion is? Preacher religion is, pastor's not there, I ain't coming. <laughs> Who's preaching? It ain't pastor? Oh, I ain't coming. I ain't coming. If it ain't Pastor Robinson, I ain't coming. His pastor's coming tonight? Ah. I just want to hear Pastor Robinson. That, uh, that's preacher religion. Let, let, let me tell you something. I love y'all, and I know y'all love me. And I appreciate you all loving me so much, but don't fall in love with me so much that you miss out that Jesus is in control of all things. He's the one that must be the center of this church. He's the one that must be the center of your life. I'm glad that most of y'all like my preaching. Notice I said most of y'all. I'll, I'll, I'll win some of you over a little bit. I, I, I really do appreciate that. But, but no, your consistency must be to the house of God. And so many of the things that we struggle with in life is because we lack consistency. I want you to know, I, I, I really want to challenge us here today because our prayer life must be consistent. Think about it. The, the disciples, am I helping somebody so far? Okay, it, it's going to get better. So think about it. The disciples said, Jesus, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. Jesus said, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Remember, this is heaven. And he gave them what we call the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer was given to them as a model for them to follow after. It was not necessarily for them to repeat the Lord's Prayer. It was a model for them to follow after. Now, if people repeat the Lord's Prayer, that's all right. It's, it's his word, it's scripture. But it was a model, our Father, which art in heaven. You are to recognize your heavenly Father. You are to recognize who's in control. You are to get your eyes off the very thing that you're dealing with and look up. Our Father, which art in heaven. Then he says, hallowed be that name. That means go ahead and give him praise. Go ahead and give him glory. Go ahead and magnify him. Then he says, give us this day our daily bread. Well, we understand that Jesus is the bread of life. And what is, what is his bread? His word. Give us this day. That means we must stay in our word consistently. Jesus was letting us know in that moment to his disciples that we are to continue to look up. We are to continue to give him praise. And we are to continue to stay in his word. But then he takes a little bit further. Forgive my trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. So we are continually to ask God for forgiveness consistently, but we're also supposed to consistently forgive other people. Mm -hmm. We cannot consistently not forgive other people and expect God to forgive us. It goes both ways. And we must be consistent with that. I'm telling you, the very thing that you're struggling with is not what you think it is. It's consistency. If you were to be consistent just simply coming to church on a routine basis, it will solve a lot of your problems. Because you are consistently around people that believe. And when you consistently put yourself around people that believe, it will help you even in your unbelief. All right? Okay, give me a few more minutes. We'll, we'll get better. We'll get better. So, the consistency starts, someone say, today. Why? Because Jesus is the same yesterday and today. And he will always be the same forevermore. All right? So consistency is so important. That's why I'm always encouraging everyone. I'm telling you, if you want to continue to be deeply rooted and know more, not just about Star City Church, but just know more about the kingdom of God. We have a class that happens every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. We have wonderful teachers. You need to be in that class. That class is very important as far as being rooted in God. Rooted, knowing more about SCC, knowing more about the kingdom of God. I am consistently saying that this is just a vessel, a tool, a conduit to get you into the kingdom of God. You can be a member of Star City Church. That doesn't mean you're a member of the kingdom of God. We must make it up in our mind that I want to be a member of the kingdom of God. Because when you become a member in the kingdom of God, you can move to Kansas and still be in the kingdom of God. Does that make sense? All right. That's what's more important to me. I'm not trying to uh, have a church of 10,000 unless the Lord gives me a church of 10,000. I just want a church that's in the kingdom of God. No matter what the size is, I just want people to make heaven their home. But you have to be consistent. You must be consistent in prayer. You must be consistent in the word. I'm telling you, when we have prayer meetings, be consistent. I, 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 
I'm so excited because I announced uh, not too long ago, hey, I would like for people to start showing up here just a little bit early, just fellowship, you know, get to know one another. And man, it's been amazing. Having people show up, then I'm like, Lord, our lobby's too small. <laughs> I said something. I don't think I was ready for what I just said. <laughs> and I want to encourage all of you to come. Uh, but one thing that I cannot emphasize enough is that before we start service, every single service we have for at least 20 minutes, we're in that prayer room back there and we are calling upon the name of Jesus Christ and we are consistent with that. Because your consistency matters with the Lord. You don't have to have a prayer, li like, prayer life like me. Just be consistent. You don't have to understand and have revelation of God's word like me. Just be consistent. You don't have to have the faith or the boldness, man, that pastor has. Just be consistent. Just believe every day. Whether the words that come out of your mouth... Whatever they may be right now, just be consistent. And I'm telling you, God will eventually change your language if you are consistent in trusting in the Lord. Just be consistent with it. And your consistency will help you to overcome. Look what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse number 58. It says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast. That's consistent. Unmovable. That's consistent always abounding in the work of the Lord. That's consistency. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain, how? In the Lord. What you do for Jesus, it will last. When you're consistent, think about the things that we are consistent to right now. I want you to think about that. Think about the things that you are consistent to. I wasn't asking for a shout out right now. I mean, yeah. Think about it. Some of us are consistent coffee drinkers. Amen. Praise God. Yup. I haven't had my coffee yet. Hold on. It's, it's like people can't see. I haven't had my coffee. I'm like, what's that got to do with you opening up your eyes right now? Can you, can you open up your eyes and see? I haven't had my coffee. I don't. I, I, open up your eyes. All my coffee drinks like, oh, we go meet you outside. That's <laughs> right, man. We are consistent in a lot of things. Think, I want you to think about it. Think about it. Now, I just want to challenge you right now. How can you insert Jesus into that consistency? I told, I'm just going to talk to you today. I told you. I, I, this may be the first sermon. I don't have to use my towel. I'm just going to talk to you. How can you insert Jesus into that consistency? In, in all the things that you do consistently. I mean, it's, it's, it's a habit. You don't even have to think about it. Right? Insert Jesus in that. And I want you to think about that from the standpoint of when the enemy tries to torment your mind saying it's not going to happen. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost right there. When the enemy tries to tell you, ah, oh, you might as well give up. You might as well stop. No, devil. Every day I've been saying this is the day that the Lord has made, and I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, no, devil. I've been telling you that I'm coming out of this situation, and I've been saying it every single day. You're not going to keep me down because I've been reminding myself greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world.
I'm consistent. I'm telling you, that's what the Lord is looking for. Well done, thou good and consistent. Sometimes we make this much harder than what this is. I can't live for God. I can't. Yeah, you can. Just do the same thing. Stop making this too difficult. I can't do it. I just, I just, I can't live right. Yeah, you can. Yes, you can. Just, just, just every day, try to get better every single day. And just be consistent. I'm telling you, consistency to the house of God was put in me. All right? Now, I want you to hear me now. It was put in me by my parents. All right? I grew up in a household. I didn't have a choice. Get your little behind up. We're going to church. And I got my little behind up and I went to church. <laughs> Wasn't a choice in my household. Hear me, though. At some point, though, I had to make it up in my own heart that I want to be in the house of God. It, it, it had to get in me. It couldn't be something that someone was dragging me. No, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Your consistency to God's house, what that does is it shows the Lord that you put him first in your life. Your consistency in giving and your tithing and offering to the Lord, it shows him that you're putting him first. Your consistency when you wake up in the morning, the first thing you do is say, Lord, I thank you for one more day. It's showing God that you're putting him first. It is consistency, the things that you do over and over again. You're reminding the Lord, I'm your child. Amen. Now let's, 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 let's take this a little further. Because when you are consistent, your speech becomes consistent. I had a family member, not going to say their name. I had a family member that was a very consistent liar. I know y'all don't have family members like that. I got husbands and wives in here. Oh, yeah. We go have a prayer meeting. We go we have a good prayer meeting today. He, he, was, he was good because he was consistent. And, and, and we all knew you can count on him lying. When he opened up his mouth, we're like, oh, here, here we go. And, 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 and he, was, he was one of those liars that it wasn't like those, you know, hey, the sky's purple type of lie. No, he just stretched everything. Man, that sky blue, but boy, it's got a tint of purple on the west side. I'm like, no, it doesn't. What, what are you talking about? You know, he was just, everything had to be exaggerated. You can count on it. See, w when your speech is the same, you don't have to swear. Can I keep talking to y'all now? All right, okay. I I'm going to give you Bible to support what I'm saying. You don't have to swear. You don't have to say, I swear. I, see, people that have to keep saying, I swear or I promise, you, then there's something wrong with your speech. People should be able to take you at your word by just saying, hey, this is what's going to take place. Hey, this is what I'm going to do. You shouldn't have to always say, I swear. Look what the Bible says in Matthew chapter 5. Let me take you to the Bible. Verse number 33. The scripture says this. 
Again, you have heard that it hath been said by them of old time, thou shalt not forswear thyself, but thou shalt perform unto the Lord thine oaths. He said, you've heard it been said before, don't swear on yourself. Don't say, hey, I swear I can do this, but you ought to make your oath or swearing unto the Lord. This is what verse number 34 says. Jesus says, but I say unto you, don't swear not at all. You've been told it's okay to swear by the Lord, but I'm telling you, don't do it at all. Neither by heaven, for it's God's throne. He says, but let your communication be yea, yea, nay, nay. That means when I say yes, it's yes. If I say no, it's no. Whatever I say, it's, you can trust it. For whatsoever is more than these cometh what? It's evil. It's evil. You should be able to speak. But see, when you have a consistent lifestyle, people will believe the words that have come out your mouth. Can I dig here just a little bit? That's why it's important to have a consistent walk with God talk with God, relationship with God. That's why it's important to be consistent in the house of God. It's important. I'm telling you, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, you should be excited. I'm coming back to the house of the Lord because we can sacrifice for other things. Think about it. You can sacrifice for other things. You can move your schedule around for other things. Wednesday Bible class, when I'm in here teaching, I'm teaching like this, but it's good teaching though, okay? I'm not stepping on people's toes all the time like I am this morning. When, I, when you come to the house of the Lord on Wednesday, we have a noon Bible class that I teach. We have a 7 p.m. Bible class. There's all different service times that we offer here just to give people an opportunity where to be consistent. But people have to have the desire to be consistent. There is consistent people in this church that your consistency has brought you success. Great success has come because you've been consistent. Many of you have had successful businesses, jobs, you've been promoted. There's a lot of things that have, been come, that have come to you all because you've been consistent. Remember my father challenging me once. I was outside shooting on our basketball goal. Our basketball goal was, you know, it was crooked. You know, it was one of those type of goals. And so you only set, shot on one side. Of, of, of the goal and I remember coming inside the house uh, one time it was late it was probably I don't know 8 o'clock at night and my father said hey how great do you want to be I said dad I want to be very great he said I want you to understand something there's probably somebody out there that was shooting the basketball just like you were tonight but you decided to come into the house but they decided to stay out there an extra hour so how great do you want to be I didn't have to say nothing else I shut the door I went back outside <laughs> I start shooting again he was challenging my drive. Does that make sense? He was challenging my drive to be something I wanted to be. What do you want to be in God? I want to challenge someone today, their drive for him. I want to, I want to dig into your spirit at your heart right now to say, how great do I want to be? What do I want my home to be like? You have a spouse that's not consistent, that shouldn't stop you from being consistent. If you have a spouse that decides, ah, no, I'm going to sit this one out, I don't want to do it, that should not stop you ever from being consistent. Consistency will grab people's attention. If the people in my life, the friends that I have, they have seen the consistent walk that I've had with the Lord. And it's because of my consistency with him, they know Eddie's life has changed. 
But when you don't have consistency in your life, there's no change. There's no real change. Because all your friends and family see is, yeah, they're on this little high now. They'll come back down. They'll, 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 they'll go somewhere else. They'll start doing something else. Why? Because we've seen her do it before. But when you are consistent, someone say repentance. When you have a consistent consistent mindset to repent that means Lord change me every day Lord change me work on me help me Jesus no matter who you are in here Lord change me work on me when you're consistently thinking that way it will help you to overcome the problem with many of us and why the enemy messes with our mind and our heart is because we're not consistently speaking the right things we're not consistently doing the right things, and that's why the enemy can mess with us. You know, I, I was telling my wife uh, uh, the, the, the other day, uh, because Sister Robinson has been out for, for quite some time, and, and Lord willing, she'll be able to uh, be with us even tonight. Uh, and so um, she, my wife was just like, man, I miss it so much. I'm missing church. I'm missing the atmosphere. I'm missing the feeling. I, I'm missing all that. And, and now, I didn't say this to her, but in my heart, I was like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Amen. You got to pray for one another. Hey, I don't know what's going on in her heart. Amen. I'm like, thank you, Lord. I'm glad she, she misses the house of God. I want to have a saved wife. But then I did speak to her this. I said, you know, when you miss church, you stop missing church. I'm going to let that sink in. Hold on. Just mm -hmm. Everybody ain't got it yet. Hold on. I'm going to say it one more time. When you miss church... You stop missing church. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It was a slow moving ball there, but it's, it's coming. Uh-huh. I'm good. I'm okay. I got it online. I'll catch it next week. I'll do this later. Uh, and that becomes your attitude towards God. But yet when we need something from God, we're saying, come quickly, Lord. Come quickly. Come quickly. Come now. God's like, what happened to that? I don't care. Uh, maybe next week. Uh, maybe next time. No, God, give us consistency. Help us, Lord, to have a consistent heart. Help us, Lord, to have a consistent mind. Help us, Lord, to have a consistent attitude. Amen heard someone say this without commitment you will never start but more importantly without consistency you will never finish never finish some of my children lack consistency cleaning their room and by some I mean all <laughs> because because the lack of consistency or I should say because they lack consistency they lack personal integrity. I'm going to say that one more time. Because they lack consistency, they lack personal integrity. Because personal integrity means maintaining a commitment to your commitment. Personal integrity means maintaining a commitment to your commitment. Oftentimes we make a commitment and we don't follow through with the consistency, so then our integrity becomes in question. When I go check the bedroom, Brother Pickering, we're done. I'm like, 
this room hasn't been clean in two weeks. There's no way you got done in two minutes. <laughs> Things are thrown everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere. You know, you know when, when, when a dog finds a bone and they take it out into the yard. I'm everywhere in this message, aren't I? When a dog finds a bone and he takes it out to the yard, what does he do? Right? I, I'm, I, I haven't seen any of my kids do that, but that's just what I assume what happens. They just go in their room just. You know, sometimes we can approach God that way. Because we lack consistency, our integrity is in question, and now we're scrambling. <laughs> we're scrambling. We're doing everything we can because now I need an answer. I've got a situation. I've got a bone. I've got a situation. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. Where are you? I need you to take care of my situation. And that's why it's important every day in your life to have consistency. Consistency where? To the house of the Lord. I want to be here. Consistent. Amen. Because the reason why I offer multiple services is to give people an opportunity to come when they can come, but to also be here as much as they can in the house of God. Why are you doing this, Pastor? Why do you have 10 and 6.30 and noon and 7? Because Jesus is coming and this world is getting worse and we are in the last days. I'm telling you, the closer and closer we come to the coming of the Lord, the more I want to be in God's house. The more I want to be in God's house. I know this atmosphere is different. I know I don't normally just talk like this, but I just want to touch your heart here today. I want to get a hold of your heart here today. You have to hear my heart because I love you so much and I don't want to see you wane away. People that we call backsliding or backslidden or just no longer walking with God, that's a lack of consistency. That's all it is. Because even when I make mistakes, and believe me, I do, I still come to church. Even when I make a mistake or do something wrong, I still pray. I still call on the God of heaven. I still read my word. That doesn't stop me from coming to church. See, when people do things incorrectly or wrong and they find themselves living a life contrary to the word of God, they stop coming. I'm like, no, that's when you need to come more. That's when you need to be in the house more. That's when we need to be among believers even more. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me give you a Bible. And we're going we're gonna to respond. Because I feel a spirit of response in here. There's going to be some people in here today that's going to commit to consistency. Because it's going to help you in your daily walk with God. Why? Because you want your home to be consistent. I've been preaching from the beginning, God first homes. Haven't I? I've been preaching from the beginning, God first homes. That means we have to be consistent in our home. This should not, I'm going I'm to I'm hit on again. This should not be the only place where you worship. This should not be the only place where you pray. This should not be the only place where you open up a Bible. It has to be consistent. This is a daily walk with God. Amen. Those of you that are doing it, keep doing it. Why? Because Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, 
and forever. Those of you that are not doing it, start today. Why? Because Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you think about the great men and women of God that you consider great men and women of God, if you think about it from a natural sense, great athletes, actresses, business people, people that have built large corporations, I guarantee you if you was to sit down and talk with them, what have you done? I guarantee you they're going to talk about consistency. I can guarantee it. There's people in the audience here today that have great success, and every one of them will stand up and say, I was consistent. Even when business was down, I was consistent. I still got up and did the same routine. I still Now, we may have altered some things to make sure things was climbing back up out of that pit, but I was consistent. So it's no different when it comes to the ways of God. We have to be consistent in everything that we do. It doesn't matter what you're facing. Follow me. Then, then we're going to end. Follow me. Daniel chapter 6. All right? Look at this here. Daniel chapter 6, starting at verse number 1. The Bible says, It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. The Bible says it pleased Darius. So that tells you something about the, the, the character of Darius. He liked authority. He liked power. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. And over these three presidents, of whom Daniel, somebody say was first, that the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. Then this Daniel, notice the language of the Bible, then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit, he had an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm, the Bible says. Then the presidents and the princes sought to find accusation against Daniel concerning the kingdom of God. Because when you have an excellent spirit, when you desire to be more like Jesus Christ, when you are someone that God has anointed and gifted, you better believe there's going to be some people that want to come after you. Everybody's not going to like that. Everybody's not going to like your gifting and calling, so don't try to please everybody. There's going to be some people that are going to bring you down. So always be careful who's in your circle. Because everybody in your circle isn't for your good. They're only in the circle to try to bring you down. So the scripture says they wanted to find accusation against him. But the Bible says, but they could not find none accusation nor fault. Why? For as much as he was consistent. He was faithful. Neither was there any error or fault found in him. So drop down to verse number seven. It says, all the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, the counselors and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any God, because when the enemy cannot find anything against you in your personal life, he will try to attack the God or the relationship that you have or what we so-called call religion that you have. He will try to find a way to cause damage. The Bible says 
that and all the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, the counselors and the captains have consulted together. Everybody came together to establish a royal statute. We got to come up with this plan, this idea, and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any God or man for 30 days, except for you, O king, he shall be cast into the, lion, uh, the den of lions. Wherefore, verse number nine, wherefore King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Verse number 10, look what it says. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem. And what did he do? He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did how? Every single day of the week. He was consistent. It didn't matter what came up against him. He says, you can make a decree all you want. You can try to threaten me, but I'm still going to do what I've always done. And that is consistency, my friend. It doesn't matter if you're up. It doesn't matter if you're down. It doesn't matter what you're going through. I'm going to stay consistent before the Lord. And we know that Daniel, because he was consistent even though he was thrown in the lion's den God honored his consistency and shut the mouth of the lion I'm telling you if you've got a lion situation in your life if you will learn to just be consistent over and over and over again God will shut the mouth of the lion he'll do it how do you know that pastor because Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let's stand to our feet in this place. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Singers, actually. Something just popped in my spirit. Go ahead and stay down. Go ahead, uh, Sister Jennifer, you come. Amen. Hallelujah. If you want an excellent spirit like Daniel, just be consistent. You want to live a life that's pleasing unto the Lord? Just be consistent. Just be consistent. That's it. I'm telling you. Someone here today is going to make that decision. You know what my prayer is, though? Everyone here today makes that decision. <laughs> Church, I hope you have heard my heart today. Prayer this morning was, Lord, give me the words to say to grab someone's heart because we must be a consistent people to show an ever-changing world that the God that we serve he's been the same he's going to continue to be the same because I need I'm preaching to myself this morning Brother E, because if God is a healer, 
And if he's healed before, I've got to be consistent and say, Lord, I know that you can heal again. If you have delivered before, I've got to say, Lord, I believe that you can deliver again. God, if you've brought me out before, I've got to say, Lord, I know that you can bring me out again. Lord, if I've fallen before, I know I have, but Lord, you've picked me up and you didn't leave me down. I know that you can do it again. But somebody here today needs to make a decision. I've got to be consistent. My prayer life must be consistent. My Bible reading must be consistent. My presence in the house of the Lord, it must be consistent. My presence, presence, presence. I want you to know just you being here is enough for Jesus. I hope you believe what I'm saying right now. Just you showing up. I had a conversation not too long ago, a couple weeks ago with, with a family. And, and, and the words out of their mouth was, Pastor, sometimes I feel like we're not pulling our weight. We're not doing enough. And boy, I just smiled. First of all, I was like, well, thank you for even having a, a mindset to say that. But I said, I want you to know something. Just you being here is enough for me just just be here just being in the presence of the Lord because you never know what can take place when you're in the presence of an almighty God and I want to be consistent to the house of the Lord